You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Interning 101 podcast, hosted by yours truly, Emily White, author of Interning 101. Hello, Emily White here, host of Interning 101 podcast. Welcome to mini episode 10, which I believe would be total episode 12.5. So today we're going to talk about chapter five from the interning 101 book called Modern Office Basics Part One. So if you're ready to get nerdy, this is the episode for you. And I have to be honest. um, I mean, I guess I say it at, at the beginning of this chapter. If you treat any chapters in this book as your Bible slash Torah slash slash Quran slash atheist guide, whichever is most appropriate for you, I believe it should be this along with uh, chapter six, which is Modern Office Basics Part Two. So basically my point is, and I felt this way, just, you know, kind of reviewing this chapter for this episode, um, this is really important stuff. I mean, you know, we've taken you through um, how to apply for internships, how to interview, how to get your internship. But now what do you do once you're there? And I have to be totally honest there, like, let's say you're 20 years old, there are people two and three times your age that are awful at this stuff. So if you're entry level read up, um, if you're, if you need to brush off some cobwebs, uh, listen up, I guess not read up. Um, Honestly, I'm not trying to sell books, but if this is a chapter you're interested in, definitely pick up a copy of interning 101 because there's some really, really good information in here. If I do say so myself. Um, So what we really cover in this chapter Uh, The subtitle is Email 101, Slack, Asana, and Not Fearing the Phone. But there's definitely a lot about email um, and phone. So I talk about in the book, um, before we even talk about email, I swear this makes sense in the book because this sounds like it should be more in the middle of the email section. But anyway, I do this to this day. Always read email threads from the bottom up. That way you know you know, what's going on, you understand context, especially as an intern and entry level, um, you're starting to figure out different names, different companies, who's talking to who. Um, Not that you want to try to use these terms, but um, certainly different slang terms in the industry, or really just like industry vocabulary. um, So you know what people are talking about, because there are going to be terms that, you know, you see that you might not understand that are just commonplace in the industry. So um, the more comfortable uh, you can become with some of that language, the better. So let's dig into email. I I, I might spend this whole episode on email. I'll try not to. Um, It's amusing to me because, you know, in tech, which has its own issues, but, you know, for the most part is ahead of other industries, Anyone, no offense, but to anyone who is not like this, but anyone who is modern or has worked at a startup hates email. 
Um, so what's fascinating about that to me right now, as, as we wrap up 2018, is we're going to talk about Slack. Um, I love Slack. <laughs> we basically have a company rule. Do not email me something internally unless you're forwarding it to me. Send it to me in Slack. But yeah, I'm talking about this because, you know, we're running into people probably like a little bit older than me, but certainly not old. So more like Gen X um, that have finally figured, I, I don't mean to be rude, but they, they're comfortable with email. Yay. Awesome. Um, but they're not using Slack. So my point is most people hate email, <laughs> even if you're a music industry person that's totally addicted to it. So that said, because um, again, we'll talk about Slack after email. Um, email is still really, really crucial in all fields. I mean, that's why I'm talking, you know, that's why we're talking about it. And that's why we're talking about people who um, are comfortable with email and therefore are uncomfortable, you know, moving on to yet another, another platform such as Slack, which again, we will talk about. Um, so even if you hate email or know that you should hate, hate email as, as a platform, um, I think everybody knows it's, it's still really important, um, definitely in the music industry and, and really in, in every field. So yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about first because I rarely see interns who have email skills. Uh, and that's completely understandable because, you know, while you're in school, who are you emailing? Maybe your professors, uh, maybe your parents here and there. Um, there was a point in my career where I was sending 300 plus emails a day. Um, so again, this is a really critical skill um, that it's important for you to have. Um, for me personally, um, and this is, I, I try to make this a company role, but I obviously can't make it for, for business partners and, and things like that. But certainly for anyone, for myself and anyone who answers to me, I have a personal policy of responding to all emails within 24 business hours. So that means if you send something to me uh, at four o'clock on a Friday, you're going to get a response by four o'clock on Monday. Um, you know, that rule uh, in the music and entertainment industries, I've actually put in a place, believe it or not, to slow people down. Um, because, you know, this culture of communication we live in is insane. Um, I was talking about it with my extremely savvy business partners a few weeks ago, just like, we're really like, my partners and I are really good at this stuff. And it still can be super overwhelming. Because think about it, you have Facebook, text, you know, social media, and, and there's like direct messages on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, I don't even think I'm really on Snapchat. There's just a million ways. To, there's WhatsApp. Um, there's a million ways to communicate. So it can get really overwhelming. So that's, you know, the 24 hour business rule is also there to slow people down. I'm really, I'm proud of it because if there's anything I'm proud of in my career, I mean, it's really not a cool answer, but it's a reputation for reliability. So anyone that knows me personally and professionally knows that they are going to get a response from me. Um, and if it's longer than 24 business hours, which is rare because I practice inbox zero, which we, are which we will talk about, that means I'm either behind, which believe it or not, happens, <laughs> happens to me too. I guess my point is I, I had a friend say, if you don't get back to me right away, I just know that you're busy and you will get back to me. So for me, the 24-hour business rule has been great. And, and like I said, it can slow people down um, in a good way. 
I was having lunch with a publicist friend and she loved the concept of the 24 hour business rule as far as a, a 24 business hour rule for response rate to actually slow her clients down. Because if she's sending a press release on your behalf, sending her three emails in a day is slowing down her being able to compile responses and get back to you. So yeah, so that that's what I do as far as email reliability. But now let's get down to the nitty gritty. Another reason email is super important to you right now. I mean, it, it, all communication should be important to you. Also know that we all make mistakes, but you know what? Most companies, they're going to give you an email address. Um, so I was Emily at dresdendolls.com or whatever in college for a very long time. And, you know, the first five letters of that email address are my first name. Um, so that means I'm building my network. I'm starting to build relationships. I'm starting to build that reputation for reliability. And you never know how answering those emails as an intern is going to help you in the future. I definitely, you know, granted photo passes to college students um, in my early career to people. And I just did it, you know, saying, yeah, no problem. Um, we'd love to share the photos on the band social media with credit if that's cool. It's always cool or it usually is. And then five years later, that photographer comes back to me and is like a world-class photographer and offers us discounts and stuff saying, you were the only industry person that ever got back to me. So again, like have some pride in your communication because it is important, but don't be too hard on yourself if you make a mistake. So literally we're gonna start with the basics. So subjects line, don't leave it blank. I see that very often um, with interns and people that don't use email often and it might not seem like a big deal, but when you're going through emails and then suddenly there's a blank subject line, it's like, well, what's this about? It just looks weird, so don't do it. Um, put spaces in before and after the body of the email. So when you say hi name, comma, we want a line space in between. And then the short subject of the email, um, line space, take care, comma, Emily. I hope that makes sense uh, in verbal form. Um, all of your fonts need to be the same in emails. There should be no different colors, shapes, and sizes. The whole point of um, sending an email is that you want to get it read. So again, you want it to be short to the point. We don't want neon colors. Um, we don't want crazy copy and pasting. Um, a lot of mail clients, and we'll talk about what a mail client is, and even webmail platforms have the option to quote, make plain text. So that's what you want to do um, if you are copying and pasting. I also, I can explain this more like visually, but on Mac, Command Shift V tends to paste things. Um, so it's all um, plain text. So that's something you can do. Um, all right, email clients. Um, this is something we actually do require of every team member. Um, and what that means is instead of just working out of Gmail, um, working out of Apple Mail um, or Entourage, I use Polymail. That does cost money. Um, but there's quite a few um, free mail clients out there. They're always changing. Um, I do like Spark. I like airmail. Um, I just kind of did a reconnaissance of this, but I am back on polymail. Um, I personally don't love Outlook, but that is also um, a mail client. Um, so this helps with formatting, with organization to make sure you don't miss a single message. Um, I've definitely, not recently, but I've certainly had interns proclaim to be like, oh, I'm a Gmail expert, only to miss messages that get lost in threads. So um, part of this is hungover from the pre-Slack era. 
Um, but again, it's, it's really important to read every single message and read messages from the bottom up so you don't miss anything. It is also really important to not send attachments over five uh, megabytes. Um, it's super annoying on the receiving end, and chances are you're interfacing with busy people who travel a lot. So even if you know my Wi-Fi in Brooklyn can handle you know attachments more than um, five MB, um, that's not the case. On, that's certainly not the case on plane Wi-Fi, on hotel Wi-Fi, on airport Wi-Fi. So help us help you. Um, you know, if it's, it's over, you know, if it's too big, um, you can use Dropbox, you can use Hightail. Um, there's a ton of different ways to transfer files. So please be mindful on the receiving end. Um, cause again, we want your emails to get read. And I, I kind of referenced this at the beginning of this section, but keep emails short and to the point. If your email is honestly longer than a paragraph, get on the phone, um, because it's not going to get read. So kind of went over this, but, you know, greeting, hi, first name, comma, body of email, keep it short and sweet, closing salutation, um, shout out to Amanda Palmer. I don't, I, I'd be curious if she remembers talking about this, but um, when I used to take dictation for her or in email, um, she used to, we used to close every email saying, take care, comma, Amanda. And I just, I said to her, I'm like, that is such a great salutation. And like, it works for business. It works for personal um, it's friendly. So I really like that. Ask your supervisor if they have a preference on your email signature. We keep ours pretty simple. It's just my full name, my office line. I have a plus one uh, before my office number to indicate that it's a US number um, and the company's website. I personally don't have my email address in the signature. I think that's a little redundant. Um, but one of my business partners pointed out that that doesn't always transfer over when emails are forwarded, but I think it's a little cluttery and, and unnecessary personally. Okay, now we are going to talk about reply, reply all and BCC. First, let's talk about the difference between reply and reply all. Reply should be pretty straightforward, but at the same time, I mean, this happened, you know, to one of my young team members today. He had just replied to me on something and he realized later or based on my response, he hadn't replied all to the group. So you really want to be mindful about when to just reply to someone and when to reply all. Um, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Hit me up if it's not, but you get the idea. You know, if there's a group and they all need to be informed, don't just hit reply. Um, a great skill that is a little bit more common in tech and is leaked over in to kind of forward thinking workflows and other spaces is if you are just replying to one person, you can say replying to Melissa and moving the group to BCC to spare their inbox. So that way the group knows that you replied and this got handled to, uh, this got handled, but they're not back and forth on Melissa and I talking about when we're trying to set up this call or whatever, which I would not do with Melissa Garcia because... <laughs> We are at the same company, but it's her, we would do it in Slack, but we'll get to that. And her name is who popped in my mind. So CC stands for carbon copy. It, it's, I think you should think of it more as like FYI, you know? Um, so two is who it's going to. CC is more just, you know, like I'm copied on pretty much all collective entertainment company emails. That's so I know what's going on. If I can jump in, um, you know, add a contact or some contacts or, or be helpful. Um, but CC means it's not going to me. It doesn't mean I have to reply necessarily. 
So now you know what CC is. Um, now we will talk about BCC. Um, BCC means blind carbon copy. So that means you actually need to be more mindful. I mean, you need to be mindful like who you're BCCing. There's very few people in this world I will BCC um, because you should only BCC people that are used to working BCC. So what that means is, you know, if I send something and I BCC someone and that BC, the blind carbon copy doesn't realize I BCC'd them and they reply all, well, then the person I sent the email to is like, well, why was this person on blind copy? Usually it's not that big a deal, but it's really only not that big of a deal if you follow, which we'll get to, like really the most important <laughs> rule of email and kind of digital life. Do not put anything in digital form that you are not okay being posted on the internet. Um, and if you apply that rule to everything that you're doing, it, it won't be a big deal if someone replies all that had been BCC'd because you're not hiding anything from anyone. So I can actually give you an example. I mean, the, the people I BCC most are, I almost, I mean, I almost wish she wasn't my attorney because that sounds like kind of an aggressive word, but my dear friends and metaphorical big sister, Joyce Dollinger, I can totally trust to BCC her and she won't reply all. And same with uh, my business partners, uh, Melissa Garcia and Katrina Blackley. Those three humans are really good. <laughs> they, they know what BCC is. However, I also did it today with a client, um, wasn't hiding anything, wouldn't have been a big deal if, if the client had BCC'd, but I sent an invoice um, that included total expenses for a client. And so I BCC'd the client so she knew how much to expect in the check because otherwise it would just like be a random number and she wouldn't know what to expect. So that's what BCC is and CC. And also um, at my last job, when I worked for someone, I must've sent an email, probably a group email. And my dear friend, John Rasto said something like CC exists for a reason. And I think his point was like, put the top boss to, you know, in the two field and maybe the interns and assistants in the CC field. I mean, that's some overthinking for sure. As far as like my world goes, I mean, most people are not going to notice that, but I'd say the fancier your world is finance, law, stuff like that. You know, some of that, some of those nuances are things that you're going to want to pay attention to. I also talk in the book about emailing outside of the company. If you are an intern for me, I have a rule not to email anyone outside of our company's domain without asking. And because of that, like very often internally, we can answer your question. So if you're doing something on behalf of an artist, don't ask the artist where the file is or something like we have, you know, an asset management system. We have that. Uh, we have what you need on file. Um, I need to come up with a better example because this has since been outdated. But for example, like, you know, I, I've seen really well-intended interns realize like, oh, this photo or this bio is out of date on Spotify. Let me email, you know, the Spotify contacts in our database and take care of that. Take care of that. I mean, that is a perfect example of, quote, being proactive, you know, please ask before doing because I would have told you that, Spotify bios and photos are updated by Artist Direct. That's not the case anymore, but you get the idea. Like, please don't hit up our fancy Spotify people um, when I want to pitch them, you know, for artists place, you know, for music placements and stuff like that, because they're getting hit up by everyone in the world. So I don't need an email from our office going to someone um, that is just going to 
make them pay less attention when we email them in the future, if that makes sense. So that's really, really important. So please just ask before you're emailing outside of the company. Clearing your inbox. I I lifted this quote from my business partner, Melissa Garcia, from our intern manifesto, our company intern handbook. Yes, you can. Um, So this has happened to me a few times where I have, I guess, a modern business practice, and I don't really know that um, it has a term. So Uh, I think it was my friend Brian Carter who said to me, oh, you practice inbox zero. I mean, this was a few years ago at this point. And what that means is I clear my inbox every single day. So as Melissa says, yes, you can. If I can do it, you can do it. It's really a fantastic habit to to get down because that way the next day you are for the most part on top of things and not continuously playing catch up. So definitely try to uh, clear your inbox for me. You know, I, I try to clear it every business day. There's also, you know, snooze notifications on almost on, on almost all modern email platforms. So if you're waiting on someone else and it's like, Oh, well, I don't want to look at this. It's like, you can snooze it till tomorrow or next week or whatever is applicable. So, so snoozing emails is, um, pretty awesome. Um, We also talk in the book about having a Sunday night email party. Um, I think this is probably a better idea for someone probably in their 20s, really grinding it out more so than interns or even at my level. Um, Not that we don't want people in their 20s to, to take breaks. But yeah, this was something we recommended just to get ahead of the week. Like if you want to take an hour Sunday night and and get organized and clear your inbox, that could help you out. I really need a break. I mean, we all need breaks, but like I I really need breaks from screens and, you know, this super left brain work. Um, But something I sometimes do is, um, you know, go through my email on my phone and kind of delete you know, I guess we don't really get spam anymore, but, you know, email lists that are part of my Unroll Me account, check out unroll.me. They just help organize your inbox. It's it's, it's a great program. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's nice to just get rid of things over the weekend. Um, so it's not as intimidating, but, you know, take that with a grain of salt um, for what's best for you. I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Um, I knew I could talk about email for a while because it's so important. It's so hated and people are good at it. People are bad at it. And oh my gosh, like they don't teach you this in school. I'm sorry they don't. Um, I don't teach any classes. I, I, I'd like to teach a class. I haven't put a lot of effort into, you know, it. I haven't put effort into it other than like when I speak at a university and the professor's like, would you ever like to teach? I'm like, yeah, I'd like to. But my point is if I was teaching music industry 101, Gosh, if I was teaching anything, um, I, you know, I would get permission, obviously, from clients or whoever's in my inbox, but I would just put some emails up on a screen and the assignment would be like, reply to this. Like, what would your reply be? Because I would be, you know, grading for format, for content. Again, your emails are always way too long. So cut it down. Um, The goal of your email is to get read. So we will wrap um, that for episode, what did I say? Mini episode 10, um, all about email. Um, And on the next episode, we will uh, talk about phone 101, um, skills to master once you get past your fear of the phone. And I was scared of the phone once too. And that was also the, you know, the pre-smartphone era. So anyway, thanks so much for listening. This is mini episode 10 of the Interning 101 podcast. And we will catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Interning 101 podcast. I'm your host, Emily White.
You can follow us anytime over on Twitter at Interning101, as well as on our website, interning101.com. I'm on Twitter at, at EMWizzle. Hit us up anytime if you have questions, comments, guest suggestions, or just want to get something off your mind. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.